Hello, Sherpettes. It is Scott, the Skincare Sherpa, and I hope all is going well. I hope you're following along nicely as we take this journey together on starting and launching a success, starting and growing a successful skincare, hair care, body care, or pet care brand. I'm looking back over my shoulder, seeing if you're following in my footsteps, and it looks like you are. So I am glad to see that. One thing I wanted to warn you about in this recording, though, this will be a quick one for you, a little bit of a rant, but I'm not much of a ranter. So I will just caution you. We've talked about formulation, and we talked about manufacturers. And one thing that I should have said at the formulation fee that I see a lot of my clients, um, the, the mistake that they make And I don't want to call it a mistake. It's just something that I don't advise you do. Um, Because if you do do it, it's going to make life a little bit harder for you. And I want things to be as easy for you as possible. You're climbing this mountain. Don't make it so hard on you. You know, I have the packs on my back like the Sherpa. You don't want to carry those yourself because you're not used to it. You're not as strong as I am. So let me just warn you what I think you should stay away from at least first, at at first. And that is everybody wants to start their first skincare brand by creating a shampoo and a conditioner. And I don't think that is the best thing to do. And I will tell you why. Shampoo and the conditioner are, for one, there are 10,000 different shampoos and conditioners out there. So it's very tricky to try to come up with a a shampoo and a conditioner that are unique, that are somehow different from any other shampoo and conditioner out there. If you're talking about dandruff or if you're talking about dry scalp or something like that, most of this, most any and everything that people have going on or going on wrong with their hair or their scalp is being covered in a shampoo already. So that's one thing that it's hard to differentiate yourself, which is always important to do when you are launching any product, not even not just a personal care product, but any product. You want to make it unique, you want to make it different. Something special needs to be, there needs to be something special about it, a unique selling proposition. So that's one thing that makes it challenging. But even more important is the fact that it is hard to make any money with shampoo and conditioner. Shampoo and conditioner are going to cost you, depending on the ingredients that are in it, excuse me, somewhere around six or seven or even eight dollars to get made, depending on the size. And when you go to try to sell it, you're going to want to sell it for 30% margin, 40% markup, 50%, as high as you can. But when the product already costs six, seven, eight dollars, when you try to mark that up, you're going to have to mark that up quite high to make any money. And then you're competing with people out there, you know, head and shoulders or anything that Dove makes or any of those other products out there. And they're selling 12 ounces, 16 ounces of shampoo in a two pack so you're getting 32 ounces of shampoo for nine bucks and so they make it in such mass quantities that it's cheap for them and they have all kinds of cheap ingredients in them cheap chemicals um, fragrances colors things like that they're getting them made overseas in china and elsewhere and and they're making them by the millions 
So they can get their price down to probably one or two dollars, if that, per bottle. If they're selling for nine bucks, they can't be making it for more than two or three bucks. Two probably. Um, they still got to pay to ship it and all that other stuff. But they're making so much of it that they can get significant discounts in terms of bulk mass purchasing power. And so you are going to have a very niche, a small brand, and you will not be able to have millions, at least not at first, you aren't going to be able to get millions of bottles made. And so you're going to be trying to sell your shampoo and conditioner for 25, 30, 35, 40. And, and, and when someone sees that next to a $8 bottle of shampoo, they're not really willing to, to pay that much money for it. In addition, people don't like to spend a lot of money on something that just washes down the drain. So when you use a shampoo, you lather your hair up and then you rinse it out and all this stuff goes down the drain. Very little, there's very little residue or anything that actually stays in your hair or on your scalp that actually does anything. The same thing for the conditioner. You can let it sit there for five minutes while you're in the shower, but after that you've washed it off and pretty much all the real benefit uh, other than cleaning your hair is is gone and done. So people don't want to spend money on things that just go down the drain. They'd rather spend their money on something that stays on their skin, that stays on their scalp, in their hair, and actually does something. So oils for moisturizers, balms, leave-in conditioners, things like that, people are willing to pay much more money for, it, but not on, on a conditioner. And I'll, uh, a shampoo or a conditioner, and I'll even take it one step further. I don't think that you should launch with anything that suds because suds is the same thing that I was talking about a shampoo and conditioner. Suds just wash down the drain. So a body wash, for example. If you are going to get a body wash made, you're going to be competing against Dial in any and every other soap manufacturer out there that makes a good product overseas for pennies, 25 cents a bar, uh, maybe a dollar for a, a, um, a bottle of body wash. And there's no way that you can compete. And plus, a body wash just uh, is going to be washed down the drain just like a shampoo and a conditioner will be. So the only reasons and excuses or reasons why it would be okay to create a shampoo and a conditioner or a body wash is if you are serving a very, very specific person and you already have an audience built up of that person. So let's say that it is dandruff, for example, and this is a special dandruff that pregnant mothers experience when they just have the baby, for example. So let's say there's some hormones that are released when you have your baby, it causes a dry scalp for two months after the pregnancy to your hormones settle down. And you have a list of those people, you have an audience of those people, you maybe are one of those people, you can tell your story about that shampoo and why you created it because any of the other shampoos you've used have these chemicals in them and, and your skin is the largest organ of your body and those chemicals go into your bloodstream and you don't want your nursing baby to be ingesting those chemicals and that those and the chemicals that the hormones that your body is creating or make your skin super dry and dandruffy and flaky and so you created this special shampoo just for those moms so that's a completely different story um, you would have you have your audience of moms already 
you have people that are following you that know, like, and trust you. You have this problem yourself. You talk about your journey and why you did it and you kind of build a brand story up about it. Then that's completely fine. That is a, a good reason to create a shampoo and a conditioner. It, the story is great. The product will be great. You have the audience and it will work. That is completely different than someone just wanting to start a shampoo and a conditioner because they want to start a shampoo and conditioner. No story behind it. No real uh, anything that differentiates it from any other product out there. And so that is not a good reason to do it. Now, the hormones and the pregnancy moms and those issues and that audience, that is all a good combination to do. And I would say in that situation, it 100%, two thumbs up, go for it. The same for soap. If there's some special condition that you, you know, someone has psoriasis, you can't really act and say that your soap treats a, a condition or a disease if it's a disease claim. But something like that where there's an audience, there's a shared problem, you're a member of that group, you created a problem, a product for them, and it works well and you're selling it to them. The other reason that I think that it's okay or the other um, time that you can come out with a something that has suds in it is when it's not your first product. So the first product needs to be something like a serum in my opinion or a moisturizer. Serums, oils, they command a lot of money. You can charge a lot of money for them. They don't cost a lot of money to create. They have a higher perceived value. They actually stay on your skin and actually do something. And so when you can come out with a body oil or serum or lotion or cream, something like that is your first product because you want that to be something that, that has a high profit margin so that you can make a lot of money off of it. And then you come out with the secondary product that could be something that's sudsy because people do need sudsy things, you know, facial cleanser. But when you come out with those second products, people are already buying your first product. And so they're just they're going to naturally want any other product you have. You don't have to try to sell it to them. So and you can use these sudsy products in your upsells and cross sells, say, on your website. So someone comes, they find a serum that costs thirty five dollars serum which is not an expensive serum at all. And then in the sales process, when they're checking out, they get presented with an offer that says, hey, a lot of our clients also like this cleanser. You want to add that to your order. And so they will say yes, you know. And so that is just like a freebie, extra money, icing on the cake that you get. But they actually came for the higher price product. And what the higher price product lets you do on your own website and even on Amazon, it lets you have ads. You know, you can send ad, you can pay for ads to drive traffic to those higher priced products. And then in the process, you can sell something that's sudsy even for a cheaper price or not even necessarily for a cheaper price. It's just that you were bought them in the door with the $35 product that probably cost you five or six dollars to make. So you have $30 of profit in there. 10 of that you've spent on ads trying to get the person to you. And then, so you have $25 of profit left minus the $30. Let's say $20. This is public math that is probably not going very well, but you get my point. Um, you have $20 um, profit they're making off of that. 
And so the money that they spend to buy the Sudsy product that's a part of your upsell process or cross sell, that's just extra money. But if you were to try to sell as the initial main hero product, what I'll call, you try to sell that for 10, 11, 12 dollars because that's what's in the market and you already spent eight dollars for it, you'll have four dollars. So you're not gonna have any money to spend on advertising, you're not gonna have any money for profit, and you're just going to at the end of the day wish that you had not started with a shampoo, a conditioner, or anything that suds. So I will stop the rant there. I'll probably say it again. It's just that I want you to be successful. And what I see is I discourage people from starting shampoo and conditioner. And then clients of mine will insist and they will go through the whole process, create a nice shampoo and conditioner for them, give them the price. They'll say, okay, go do a little bit of research and get ready to post it. And then come back and say, I can't make any money. Well, sell, uh, selling this condition, shampoo and conditioner at this price. And all at, at that point, all I can say is, well, I tried to, I don't say it, but I want to say it. I tried to tell you that 90 days ago. Um, so I'm hopefully I will prevent you from making that mistake to start out. Do not, please do not start out with shampoo and conditioner unless, like I said, you have the audience, you have a specific condition that you're treating, something unique about it. You have a following or if it's a second, third, fourth product, not your hero product, not the first product out of the gate, not the one that you're going to be advertising for. So I hope this was helpful to you. I'm trying to help you avoid some of the landmines that I have and that people have stepped in as I'm guiding you up this mountain. If you are listening to this on uh, as a podcast, you would need to jump over to YouTube uh, because um, it, it's there as well. But also, I was going to say, I really appreciate it if you could click that like button, stomp on the subscribe button. Both of those things help me and help you find out about these videos and help others find out about them as well. And also, if you haven't already, head over to theskincaresherpa.com to get a resource list for everything that I have talked about in all of my videos. So with that, let's keep climbing. I'll see you in the next video and let's do this.